0: Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's show time. It's show time. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul love the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two welcome to that davis show i am kenneth davis follow me at that's davis and of course the executive producer of the show ryan bookabeski you can follow him at ryan b ski and ryan b ski one on instagram uh listen we got a lot of topics to jump into today we got a tasty off top and i'll get to that in a minute uh but we definitely have to talk about baseball here in chicago on the north side and south side i'll talk about how we feel about tlr and that's Tony la Russa. your guy his vibe crashing ass. A uh, little bit about Bears OTAs, you know. Definitely, uh, have to jump into that and uh, mandatory mini camps and the Bulls being eliminated from the playoffs and also some of the playing games. I was watching um, the Memphis Grizzly game um, before I started recording one of several shows tonight. <laughs> was one How of was a million. Called. Yeah, so uh, I gotta, I'm gonna get back to that as soon as uh, Ryan and I have completed. But I'm always lucky enough to be joined by one Ryan Bukovevsky, uh holding this show down. If you enjoy what we bring into you, this dude is doing a tremendous job. Uh, so Ryan, my my friend and my partner in crime, let us go off top. Off top. Hey, I I I I, I didn't know Kwame Brown was like this. All right. Like, wow. Listen, the receipts this this man is pulling. I mean, and this is not even that. Our only person. No, okay. Everybody, Kwame Brown. Uh, first overall pick by the Washington Wizards. Some twenty odd years ago, basically, uh, in the same just for, for 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 Bulls references in the same draft that uh, brought the Bulls, uh, Chan- I mean uh, uh, Tyson Chandler and, and then Eddie uh, uh, Curry. Uh, Eddie was drafted by the Bulls. Tyson Chandler was in a, a, a draft day trade with for Elton Brand with the Clippers. Uh, and the reason that the following season, um, Amari Stoudemire went like 10 because those three players did not play well their rookie season. People was like, nah, this rookie stuff isn't going to work. Right. It's like, it's funny how that ended up hurting Amari Stoudemire well, and Amari came crashing into the league. Go ahead. You got What was up it? Dwight Kwame Howard.
1: Great. Go ahead. No, it was Dwight Howard. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. You got to bring up the Kwame Brown trade from the Lakers. That's another bulls connection. That's the one I always think of with Kwame Brown because how, off, how hard were the Bulls trying to get Paul Gasol? And then the Lakers give up Marc Gasol, Kwame Brown, and like a couple first rounders. And Marc Gasol right. was a nobody at the time. At that a time. brother a, right. of Paul Gasol. And he just traded him away and gifted those Lakers all those championships. Like, what, what do you want with Kwame Brown? Dude,
0: dude. Hold up. So then, uh, Gilbert Arenas is on the all the smoke is it all the smoke the podcast I believe it, on sh- on Showtime with uh, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. Um, I've, I've definitely seen some episodes, uh, particularly the one there in Chicago. I've definitely found it enjoyable. I've, I watched the Kobe episode. I've at least watched four or five episodes, I, and it's not a diss to them. It's, I, it's hard for me to, to continually watch most things sports related that's not involving us because it's a lot of stuff that's really going on for the most part and i don't even do that in a way that i need to so anyway uh gilbert Arins was on there and i guess he started talking about uh, his time with the washington wizards with Kwame brown and kind of brought us some stories that uh, initially Kwame took it as Gilbert didn't want him out on the court and he didn't want to throw him the ball because quote unquote uh Kwame has small hands, basically saying that he can't necessarily catch the ball and necessarily put it in the hoop. And Kwame was like live it up. But Kwame's Kwame was coming back from an injury with his hands and said that he told Gilbert to read this, don't give me the ball, you know, saying like that, because I can't get it right now because I'm 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 not hundred percent. Anyway, uh Matt Barnes and uh and Steven Jackson, I guess they go in and talk about I guess Kwame being a bus. Kwame sees this, hears this, and snaps this past weekend, uh, and and just went on a rant on YouTube, um, just talking about he'll kick all their asses, uh, the type of men that he believes they are, uh, saying that you know that they're puppets and stuff of that nature. And then a second ago, and again, I didn't know that I'm out the loop. I'm still kind of out the loop from Bears draft. I haven't fo- today was like the maybe yesterday was the first day that I watched news on. Like, usually I'll have on the news in the background. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. Uh, but I've been all sports. Um, but I, so I've kind of gotten back to that. But I'm out of the the, the news of anything that's infamy right now, like, like Kwame Brown. So we, me and Ryan just watched a clip on Twitter because I was trying to look for my off top. And then Ryan popped in the room. I was in the room. I went to Twitter. And Kwame's in the truck. We all know by now Kwame's truck. Kwame the country boy, and not this What you it, call it? Kwame's truck. Kwame's truck. Is, and he's going in on, though, not really Gil, but Stephen Steven Jackson. Uh, Matt Barnes and Charlemagne the God. Uh, he's saying some inflammatory stuff about that. We we've kind of heard some of the some of the stuff. I don't know facts and not facts. I haven't studied the stuff to know, and I'm not going to repeat it right here. Um, but yeah, Kwame boy is not the one. I mean, I've never seen a quote unquote. Kwame made this. I mean, he's a bust because of how high he was drafted. Unfortunately, that's just right. the truth of the matter. But anybody that can make it to the NBA is shouldn't it, sh, is 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 a winner in life for the period. If you let alone, if you can get drafted first and call me, man, I think that second year or third year, his skill started to show. Um, it was kind of like, Oh, so we did, we didn't get the right one out of these three guys. I'm not saying that it was like he was, but you start to see his ability in the post, you, his athleticism. He was, he to be that size. He was very quick. Um, but uh, yeah, he went in on all of those guys, Charlemagne in particular. and talked about how people are saying that he's being violent by just voicing his opinion. And I saw Matt Barnes earlier today. I, I, so I am and I have been paying attention. I watched him on Instagram talk about you know Kwame. Uh, I, I'm down with I'm down with the foolery. All right, if you want a box, we're gonna be in Atlanta. We can box before, after, during the show. Uh, But basically saying, let's come out like men and talk about it, but also implying that I'm not scared of you. Matt Barnes is like, don't think I'm scared of you like some of these other guys, man. Because I don't know if you read Gilbert Arenas' Twitter post but he's is basically like, I don't want no smoke with Kwame Brown. My face isn't built like that. I've seen him crush <laughs> bouncer's jaws, right? He's like, my face isn't built to take on that type of that type of blast from a fist of a Kwame Brown. But c- come to find out, we didn't – listen, Kwame – in NBA circles, f- physical-wise, Kwame Brown is Charles Oakley, it seems like. As far as you don't play with Kwame Brown, it seems like. Um, wow. Kwame, it's the Kwame. We didn't know. I mean, and, then, and the thing is, then uh, Matt Barnes was talking and it was a great point. He said, he said, don't think these people love you because everybody wants you to be on their show and they're hitting you up and on Instagram. You you, or I don't know if you said Instagram or whatever. You gained 30,000 followers since this started. He said, you know, they don't love you and they don't love me. They're just always here for the drama. Right. Which is a valid point. Um, I think all of them are going to come to some I think it's going to die down. I, I don't know what they're going to come to. Because Kwame is, he's pulling car. Listen, he's pulling files. We said this, this this thing we used to say back in the 90s, like, man, let, let me pull your file real quick. Basically saying I'm about to tell, don't let me tell your business out here, right? Like, I got stuff. You don't want me to put this out in the streets, right? So we used to call it pulling a foul. Sometimes we acted out, be like, hmm? <sighs> Kwame is out here yanking files at the, ca- the back of the cabinet, man. I mean, like, damn, we didn't know that. Uh, This has been entertaining to a certain degree, even though I I hate it um, to see brothers out here going at it like that, especially successful brothers. Kwame Brown is a millionaire. He's successful and he's happy. So it doesn't really matter what you think, because he didn't have this.
1: And to be fair for Kwame, like he took abuse for years about being a bust. Like that's going to mess up anybody. Quite frankly, right. especially when you're a basketball player that takes a ton of pride in your ability to play basketball, and you just hear how you suck and you're a bust, all timer, yeah, you're probably coming at some people if they're bringing. And you on top up. of that, to just to
0: to use a caveat, he's a kid straight from high school. All those kids, first of all, the hit rate on uh, prep to pros is extremely high in the NBA. People, I remember we, uh, me and my friends, or back in the days, we ran down the list of like the 40 guys that went from high school to the pros, man, like only three of them were legit busts. And w- this is what I mean by bust. Cause Kwame actually if using the standard that I use then isn't a bust. If you lasted in the league for 10 years, like somebody like um, Al Harrington, I think Al Harrington was a, 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 a pro, a prep to pros player. Now Al Harrington isn't a Hall of Famer, and I mean people know that. You know, you, you can get you some, some good rep wreck out of Al Harold Harrington, but Al Harrington had a lengthy NBA career. So any of those guys <laughs> that lasted, like, because guys guys don't necessarily from their, tra- their draft position. Uh, went out but they you still went out if those players stayed in the league it may not have helped that team but they showed that they're professional pros and they know the NBA and they know how to handle themselves in the NBA. Kwame Brown to that standard isn't a bust but when you're that high and you you never end up kind of threatening to be an all-star yes you, we have we can use that term but as far as in life again the man is a millionaire he says he's happy so he's one in life and that's more important than playing in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i on Team Kwame, but maybe got to take it a little easy throwing around all these allegations all over the it's place. There's a lot of allegations being thrown. There's a lot of files being pulled. Yeah. He's talking about pulling out witnesses. Like, And these are the dark, heavy files where it's like in the basement when you like ask the librarian, like, where is this? Oh, you got to go to the records down below. <laughs> Right, right. We these don't even let files. sunlight go through. Exactly. That's what I'm about to say. Wait, these are the files that
0: the light only comes on when you're in that zone down right. there. Like, you can't turn on the lights all down here in the basement. The, 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 these lights only come on when you walk from zone to zone. So it's dark.
1: And then you have the, those bookshelves where you have to wheel the thing to open right. up the place where you want. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, it's I'm imagining where it's like all the lights have like the little string to pull. <laughs> and like, you see one light on if you walk down there and you're like, oh, crap someone else is here
0: <laughs> right right so dude these are man Kwame went full he's not having it listen I'll be honest with you he's probably not the one alright he's probably just let, let him be leave him alone and keep going you 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 don't need this smoke right and I'm getting it'll die down people are gonna stop people may sometimes you never know in this social media world how someone could just become a star Like imagine that Kwame Brown becomes a star <laughs> Off of social media after not having the NBA career that he dreamt of all those years, but he turns up and becomes like a social media darling. Ends up, listen, did we mess around? If Dan Orlowski can be on in the in, in, uh, NFL, I mean, on, on the ESPN doing the NFL, Kwame Brown could be up there talking basketball on somebody's show or platform too. All right. <laughs> if we're going to go off of the type, the type of career that you had. Just make sure you yell a lot. That's Dan's strategy. Always works. Always. Gotta get some yelling in. Stephen A. Smith taught us that.
1: <laughs> Which I also, he went to Stephen, he went after, Always yell. At all he times, went after, yell.
0: He went after Stephen A. Smith, too. Basically saying that he would he, he would hurt that man. And Matt Barnes, who came to Stephen A. Smith defense, said Stephen A. Smith is almost 60, man. Fight me. You don't need to be trying to fight Stephen A. Smith or whatever. But yeah, that... Oh, yeah. This has been, unfortunately, entertaining Uh <laughs> Man, man, my people, unfortunately, my people. unfortunately, it's been sometimes seeing how the hot donuts, I mean, how the hot dogs are being made is is, is, is entertaining. But in, at the end of the day, you really wish you didn't watch something like that. And I mean, I seeing my peeps out here like this, but it is what it is.
1: I don't know why the thing with the small hands, I can't throw you the ball like this isn't baseball. What? How small a hands are we got here? I can't the throw team. you a basketball. The Dave like the Craig.
0: The Dave Craig of the NBA, basically. All right. I'm yeah, open. just a little. It's like Robin from Teen Titans Go! Uh, just the tiny, tiny hands, right?
1: Oop it! Oop it! Are you nuts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. All right. It's time to talk a little bit about the boys this summer uh, here in Chicago with how the Cubs and how the Sox are doing. Um, let's go to your side of town. and You let me know necessarily how the Cubs have been because I haven't, I haven't probably watched the Cubs in a few days, I would say. Um, I've, been tired, so, so I've been kind of busy.
1: Uh, unfortunately, the runs have been coming in, but the uh, I, maybe not every game. They've definitely had some close ones like Cleveland. They had a really close one against Shane Bieber, and I think even the next day, and it was kind of a disappointing series against the Indians. And uh, looking at their series with the Nationals, They've been playing pretty well so far. I know that they're playing uh, right now and it's not looking so good for them. But, you know, the Cubs, I think they're just trying to hold the ship right now and figure out this pitching situation because it's some of these starters really have to step up a little bit more. And the bullpen's given away a couple games, the hitting has been somewhat consistent, still a little inconsistent, but overall I think you're pretty happy if -hmm. you're the Cubs and David Ross. And, you know, you're staying afloat in the division. It's a very winnable division. They're not in first place, but that's okay. They're right around 500, which I think is fine for right now because of the division that they're in. So, you know, things aren't bad. You're kind of hoping for a little bit more consistency out of the pitching in general. And if they were to get that with how they've been a little bit more clutch and certainly having guys like Sogar, Duffy, and we talked about this before, they've added a few pieces to the lineup where you're actually getting contact. It's not all swings and misses all the time, and it's really reflecting and how often you score exit. now.
0: Exit uh, angles and uh, uh, exit rate. Yeah, I mean, the launch yeah.
1: angle is done, launch what I was trying to them. say. Yeah, I mean, angles. even uh, Chris Bryant's not doing the launch angle anymore. And he was one of the poster childs of the launch mm-hmm. angle. And, you know, he just needs to keep playing great. Hopefully stay healthy and in the lineup. But I, I don't mind where the Cubs are at right now. They might have to make a move, though. For a pitcher at some point, if they want to get serious about being a playoff team or playoff contender this year. But I think that's down the road. That's a that's a trade deadline.
0: What, what do you want them? So if they're in that situation, do you want them to go out and get a pitcher and to give up future assets or what would you prefer for them to do?
1: Unfortunately, I think I'd prefer them to just stay pat and not give away prospects. I'm with you. They haven't had a farm system like we've seen. Obviously, that makes sense. You know, the kids come up and they're really good players and now you don't have as good of players. But the Cardinals have been the poster child and what the Cubs have trying to get to. You know, maybe they don't always have the top prospects in their system, but it seems like whenever they call somebody up, they can play Mm. a little bit for you. And that hasn't been the case for the Cubs. Maybe a little bit with the pitching. I know a few years after the World Series, it was a lot of drafting pitchers, drafting pitchers, building the pitching infrastructure, basically to pair around this hitting. And especially if you were going to sign a bunch of guys to long-term deals, you needed the cheap pitching to get you over the hump, if you will, in terms of contention. And so the, the kids, I think, in the system on the pitching side are coming up. Advert Alzale is is your main jewel right there right now. But uh, I, I'm I'm not into giving away a bunch of assets, but it would be interesting but who's available. Because if let's say you've got a one-year rental guy this about and you wouldn't say. have to give up too much, that right. would be very interesting.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that that, that would probably be uh, the best way to go about it. If you could just give up someone, a someone that the team may think is interesting, or even one of your guys who's on one year that hasn't necessarily performed well for you, and the team's looking to see that if they put him in a different situation, maybe he could get it going. Um, that's probably what I would want them to do, since we know how long a rebuild could take, and this looks like it may not be a reload. It may end up being a rebuild. So, Partially, I would say, if you can get a guy not really give up someone that you really believe, but listen, that guy, we'll talk about this guy later you never know that guy could turn into uh fernando tatis jr that you right. thought just you just oh we gonna give up for james shield this guy is not nobody <laughs> or whatever which is another reason i'm mad at tony uh la russa for mentioning his name who should not have been spoken especially oh, in a situation yeah he not really, that. really really son like you don't i know you ain't been around these parts all right but you need to know some, certain certain things and there's a certain straightening. All right, there's going to have to take away for you to know what the hell is going on. But back to your cubbies. You know what I'm saying? It would be interesting to see if they can pull it off. And what they're second in the division right now. Right.
1: Yeah. Last I saw I, that they were third. I hadn't checked. They were third. So they
0: only they only moved a third, like about two. It had to be in the last couple of days because right. they were and second, actually, like four or five days ago.
1: Actually, they are second. They're two and okay. a half games out of St. Louis. And that's yeah. that's the thing. Like the rest of the division 500 or worse. St. Louis is 24 and 18. Like, you're fine right now. I'm, I'm happy with where they're at right now. Like, you're yeah. contending. Things are looking still like you can have a positive. You know, they haven't had – they've had a couple good stretches, but they haven't put together, like, one amazing week. And I would say every year since the World Series, they've tantalized us with at least one week or two weeks of, like, that elite caliber baseball. And that might be enough for them to kind of just – Get stuck up at the top of the division and kind of stay up there. And if you look at run differential, the Cardinals are plus 17, the Cubs are plus five. So I mean, you're right there. You're right there with basically how St. Louis is performing. And they haven't even played each other. If you win those head-to-head matchups, like it's a wrap. the Sox beating the Twins, who are really probably the only competition later on down the road, maybe Cleveland we'll see but the twins were at least pegged to be their competition you're kind of waving bye bye especially by beating them up well I mean
0: I feel you but it seems like our manager probably isn't happy about that now um no. listen when you we, we took took two out of two two out of I mean two out of three from the twins uh lost the yesterday's game when the, the yearman was thrown at and Tony Russo was like add a boy to the twins for throwing at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but blew their asses out the game before and Yerman saying clueless
1: the... man exactly. Throw
0: at him. Yerman, uh, Maybe if you Mercedes throw at the... his face,
1: he'll get a clue. Throw it
0: <laughs> Put an exclamation point on it that night with uh taking that 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 Ephis ball to center field out of out of the park. Um Listen, I'm happy with... You think Jermaine missed the sign on purpose? No, I don't think he missed it on purpose. I think he was like, I'm about to rake. That's the thing, too. I love the unity of Sox fans. I try to not get on Tony LaRusso. I was not... When he didn't know the rule as far as extra innings, I did not come down on him hard, all right? Because I knew that... Sox Nation was going to come down on him hard and that we had to give him a second to kind of feel things out and unfortunately we still do but, but the fact that he doesn't know rules and he's speaking on un, un, uh, unwritten rules and the fact that this is what I was really getting to y'all Mercedes is a 28 year old rookie dude in two years this dude could be out of the mlb i'm not saying he is because how he's hitting it seems like he has a trait that can keep him in here for another seven eight nine years if he i mean he the way the way that he he takes balls lets you know that it's not all and his average it's not all about i'm swinging for the fences right and sometimes he is uh like that time but Which he should have been ex- exactly um but talk about that that's what i would love for tony russo to talk about the fact that dude this this dude is living for living just enough for the love of the city all right like that it's it's he you don't know you it, when you you get to the, the majors at 28 i remember Thinking about when Ryan Howard broke out, because I think my, Ryan Howard kind of made it to to the, to the Phillies around the same age and thinking like, damn, how is his career going to work out? It's kind of late in his career. Is he going to get that first big deal? He ended up getting that first big deal. But really, I would say probably say a few years after that, he wasn't the guy that they signed to that deal because he came up so old into uh, to the majors like, dude, that that's that's something. So that that stuck out that stuck out to me. You know what I'm saying, but the team—the team is playing so well. Like that's what makes it so bad. The team is playing so well. Tim Anderson is in doing spite stuff of with- that dude, right? In, in spite of that dude, Um just just uh, Pito, uh, Jose Abreu um, being the leader that he's been. Uh, 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 Lucas Giolito pitched a gym today. I believe he struck out like oh, eleven Twins players phenomenal. Yeah, they're, you know what I'm saying? Like everything's been – even the guys in the bullpens that you don't trust. And I know like one week I give them props and the next week I'm hitting them up because this is why you don't trust them. But even guys like Matt Foster and Evan Marshall are giving you innings. I mean, things are going well for a team that has two-thirds of its all outfield out and their their, their main sub guy, and Adam Engel, is just about now going to rehab. Hasn't been there all
1: year. Uh, I would have never and not thought to they were hit. the little injuries, you know, like right. Jose Abreu was going to miss. Jose Abreu,
0: some time. yeah, Jose, he did, he is missing time, you know, because yeah. his ankle was acting up. You know, Tim Anderson has missed time already right. from the beginning of the A season, hamstring. right? So to, to be here with the best record in baseball, and but the part is your manager making himself the story. And what's infuriating about this is this: I love Oz again. All right, I think Ozzy again should have at least been a manager of three MLB uh, franchises. Excuse me. I apologize. Um, but I did not want him to take this job because I didn't want to go uh, into the same rigmarole. as how things kind of ended the last time. Right. And I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't going to happen. Um, but the fact that I'm getting that from Tony La Russa, like, I thought it was going to be more calm. You're, you're making yourself the story. Like, right. dude, shut your mouth. Look, I, I have no problem with Tony Roose and not liking what your Mercedes did, but it's how you went about. Your actions afterwards, you could have talked to that young man, even if you wanted people to know. You could say, I talked to your man. It's, I, I don't approve of it. Uh, we had a conversation about it. You know, people say if, he, if he's going to do it again, all he has to say is, I will hope not. He made it seem like he's this man's daddy. And then right. when, when you look at Lance Lynn and they ask him about Lance Lynn, he said he has a locker and I have an office dude who the fuck are you like real t- like listen this is this is a problem letting you know how out of touch you are with today's player in all sports and I know you're Tony La Russa all right you're third behind I forget who else Connie Mack whatever you're one of the most winning managers of all time all right but times have changed players have way more power and say so as they should than we- just like watching um um, um, Ron Wolf, the former general manager of the Packers, oh, talking yeah. about. Uh, Aaron how, yeah, how, how you know, all these players, they, they want to go out and they want to run the team. The times F effing changed. And also, Brett Favre did call some shots. Don't play us like you didn't listen to what Brett Favre had to say. And Brett Favre was hiding an MFA, so you know he was doing what the hell he wanted to do, right? Like, stop. All right, like all these all these curmudgeons acting like it's all brand new. Stars have always been able to call the shots. Now Yerman may not be a star. He this season he's a developing star. You you can still come down on him. You didn't have to do it publicly. And uh, you, you the, the way that you you reengaged it after he they threw at him was like yes, yeah, no, no sweat off my back, dude. That that's that vibe. You vibe killer man. Like it's just please shut your mouth. And I mean, I hate being like that, but we should be celebrating these times, especially coming off this Bears draft. And you're making this issue about, okay after the first time you said you didn't like it, shut your damn trap. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, I'm I've never seen like I'm always going to ESPN, just checking out national before we get started with like show topics rundown. I'm seeing way too much Tony La Russa White Sox BS antics on there. Like it is like wow. I I go to ESPN all the time for years just to see those bullet points, see if anything's going on. A lot of times I do it on downtime. I don't remember ever seeing something crazy like the manager uh, forgetting a rule, like something like that. And then you come out and you're calling out players, calling them clueless. Like you said, like this dude has no future guaranteed right now. You got to live for right now Mm. and. If you hit a bunch of home runs, guess what that equals? Contract.
0: Dude, been, yes, Ryan. That, that's the, part of the reason. Listen, he has to take every chance he gets because out of anybody in that locker room, he knows they're fleeting. All right? Exactly. He, he, this can be taken from him. It wasn't promised to him. And you're sitting there coming down. I Listen, and I have no problem if you want him to grow, because it, it, it may be something professionalism-wise that we don't see b- behind in the dugout, and if that you want him to, to grow in that that manner, but you do that with Shorty. Even you came out a little bit on him, you don't continue to do it. This kid's right. been saving y'all ass this year. If we didn't have him, right. we're, oh, we're, we're, not, we're not gonna have the best record in MLB. Yeah, oh like, my gosh. So like, dude, stop. Like, you were supposed to adapt to what the new standard was and you can still point out you're not a fan of it but don't kill the vibe like that's right. the, the worst especially dog with ba- with baseball that how long and arduous the season is the vibe is everything that keeps you going now who wants to show up to the clubhouse and the, the damn managers are curmudgeon we want to come in right. here and enjoy ourselves listen we're winning I, now if they were sucking and this stuff was right. going on that's a different story, all right? But coming off of a successful season last year where they fell flat after they they, they were guaranteed a playoff spot, yes, they had to learn. I'm sure that's part of the reason why Jerry uh, uh, Jerry uh Ronstoff wanted to bring him in, even though it was a bad decision. There were other people that could have helped this team grow from where they were last year to get them to where they need to get this year without being uh, a major plot line in this, this MF. It's just, it, like you said, to see it on ESPN is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? That Nash and I was just doing under center, right? I can't remember uh, wh- wh- what reporter said this. They showed me, Eric and Alex showed me a post of this reporter that said on uh, May 20-something uh, versus the, the St. Louis Cardinals, Tony Larusa is going to side with the Cardinals over them retaliating against one of his players but because one of the players is going to do something Tony didn't approve of. This dude wrote this in October. Ryan, it's a, he's a week off. Ryan, he wrote it in October that and said Tony Roos was gonna come out and basically be like, "Yeah, I don't approve of that." I mean, dude, what what are you doing? Like, it, 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 this is a problem. I hate to say this culturally, when, when you see this, when it's the, the, the old curmudgeon can't let go of the ways which they, um, well, how am I trying to say this? They benefited from. All right. Where, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I used to be. It's not how it is now. And you said that you were going to try to adapt. And by by no means am I saying that you have to be quiet. It's how you go about doing it. And one way it should be is behind closed doors. All right. Like, that's one of the biggest things you shouldn't be putting this kid out. Like, and then, and then the kicker is, like I said, to this, he brought up, it's a, it's a comp. He whose name should not be spoken in Fernando Tatis Jr., the guy that we gave away for peanuts, and who is one of the most exciting players in the MLB. Dog, do you know how much I would love to have Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting three uh, three ball? I mean uh three and no counts and knocking it out the park, grand, whatever, grand slams, a, a, any of it, all right? I think he might like, have a even, heart
1: attack if Tatis
0: was on this team right Oh, yeah, now. totally. To- like, like, ooh, like, that even burns my side more that you brought up a player that, the, that Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams gave away for nothing, all right? And is one of the best players in the MLB today, and particularly with Mike Trout seeming to get injured a little bit more in his old age. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. it's it, With this type of winning – we shouldn't have this type of feeling, man. Like, and this is the problem. This is the, real quick. See, and they weren't winning like this. This was the problem. Why I was done with Ozzy at the end, and um, I, 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 I briefly interviewed him. I don't know him, uh, but Ozzy Ginn Jr. I like his. I like him. I mean, I, he, I like. I like from what I know. You know, he can disagree with a person, but still point out good attributes about a person. But that interaction, how he was trying to defend his father, and in, 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 through Twitter or whatever social media, that as a fan of the team, it became a dra- it became a drag on us fans of the team because one of the thing, like I see this now with Cubs fans are like, man, I'm so happy that the Sox are going through this with Tony Russo. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, in all fairness, like, cause I don't wish I don't wish bad on the Cubs. Like, like, like it's like, is it like y'all don't even y'all don't even suck? And people are posting this. Right. Like it's you and y'all know we didn't want his ass. Right. I mean, I get it. Kick us when we down, even though we got the best record in MLB. But still, it's it's, it's just infuriating, man, to say the least, that the, the good things that we should be talking about right now. We have to focus on someone that seems that the time has seemed to pass them by, you know, as far as doing this job. And the crazy thing is this for him not to not know the rules. It was it's not like you left the MLB. Uh, like for that 11 years right you were in three different organizations and you're supposed to be part of the brain trust you would think that i know this only happened last year but it's been talked about from the who who, i don't know what a league was experimenting and doing it but it's been talked about that it was coming to the mlb for at least three to four seasons right so you should kind of have some idea and then when you got here you you, hey you guys who who's who starts on second how does this necessarily go like you should like that's that's the largest staff in baseball. What are they doing? That's on them too. That's on them too for not for not being not telling him, uh, not t- pointing it out to him. But still, like, dude, you're you're this genius lawyer. You know, you show us instead of just walking around like the living dead.
1: Well, we we were kind of worried that he might be the living dead. And you know, this is Chicago. Let's get real. We got club dub. We got the Cubs dancing in the locker room after everything. Like, we party here when we we went. Got the- we got the guys in the bullpen going crazy, like you were just pointing out with the right. Cubs. Yeah. St. Dude, Louis, like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing to celebrate. So why would we ever celebrate, period? I get it, Tony. That place hey, is. The- <laughs> but Chicago, we like we to get, get it down all. here when it's like winning to, time.
0: We like, we got to, stuff we like to, to do. Get- Yes, so we like to get our swerve on when the winning is going on. My, listen, we don't want you ruin Times are too hard out here in these streets for you to be ruining the vibe when things are going well. Now, if they sucked, ruin the vibe because it, it sure. would give us something to talk
1: about. I sure. don't want to talk about this. All right, like, please. Yeah, yeah we want to talk White Sox just succeeding. Not like. Not oh, Tony Russo. It's a mule my beard. Hold yeah. my beer <laughs> And no one's going to check him. Only Jerry can check him. And Jerry has this 1983 regret. Like, oh, he's never going to check Tony.
0: Dude, I think. And they may, they, now, check may mean what his actions are afterwards. I think he's going to get an earful from Tim Anderson and Pito and some of these guys that, like, man, chill, chill the fuck out. Like, for for real, for real. Like, you, you're doing too much you know, like, yeah, Jerry may say, this is our squad, you know what I'm saying? You need to go sit your ass. Listen, if they revolt on his ass, not saying they will, Jerry, who are you going to choose? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, let alone all, all these dudes are locked up too, right? Except Lucas, oh, yeah. right? Who you like? Who? And this is your doing. You should have let your general manager and your vice president of baseball operations do their due diligence and find a manager. But no, you want to take it, let's take it back to 1979. Now, right. You want to do it like that. Like, man, dude, it's time to pay off a
1: 20, 37 year debt that I owe a great man.
0: Come on, man. Like, just just one of the it just makes no sense whatsoever um, that he he went down this route
1: years ago. He started right. With yeah. the White
0: Sox. He started in the late 70s, like 79, I think.
1: Oh no, he was let go in 83, right? eighty
0: three. He's let go in '83. He was yes. let go So that was thirty-seven by years, Harris, years by manager, ago by general manager Hawk Harrison at the time. <laughs> let you know what Jerry talked about his mistakes. Yeah, that, that was one of them. All right. Hey, yeah, you know what? Hawk should go and be the general manager. Like, uh, well, okay, you want to fire
1: Tony Larusa? Go ahead. Ah, oh, right. damn it. I gotta right. hire him someday.
0: Yeah, so all right get into a little bit of bears talk calm me down a little bit uh we sat there you know we sit there make sure you check out the under center podcast we did an episode tonight yes. we dropping tomorrow uh,
1: the last one over the rookie ota mini camps
0: thank you appreciate it I like that stuff uh, um listen how much and you, are you are not
1: anthony miller don't ever call <laughs> yourself like that. <with> me. <laughs> hey, I got, you know I,
0: you can't you can't toot your horn all the time. You know what I'm saying? That, that's like the untooting of a horn. That's a okay, little, I was, little, okay. Let's let um, go to not toot, not suck the toot out. i I don't know. Okay, okay. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen. So OTAs. Uh, actually, if you look at the Bears, head, almost all their offensive players uh, show up. We're talking about the the, the 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 vets and with the rookies um to to to, to training you know, as far as working out strength and condition is what i should say um and it's funny uh adam hogue was talking about some of the receivers like he better show up which was hilarious <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was good. Um, yeah uh, but listen it's it's only so much that we can take from this i mean it's cool i'm still drinking the kool-aid um i'm looking at i was reading some of the reports that I, and i apologize to the reporters that some of the reporters wrote about um uh, Mitchell Trubisky in his first pr- rookie practice, and they weren't they weren't glowing. You know what I'm saying? It was like a lot. It was it, it, the first thing I thought about was Mitch the year before last. All right, not last season, the year before last season, when in Bourbonnet, people were like, "Whoa, Mitch is throwing a lot of picks." And it wasn't like Ma- I Ma- went Ma- to Bourbonnet that
1: year. I did. Too, I did too. Horrible. I did too. Right. The one I went uh,
0: to. And it, it, it the correct, the thing w- was, we were initially thinking, well, they're just telling him, you know, to go out there and risk it because, right. you know, it, make or, you know, but, now, it, but, in but, the but, but, but then they were even like, nah, not like, not like this. <laughs> All right. Not like this. <laughs> and I remember thinking they were going to the season. I'm like, so this basically means Shuddy is not going to really have a great year. So, uh, and again, so I'm extrapolating that just from this this Ricky camp or whatever, but I mean, the pedigree is different. Like that, that's the you're talking about a player who didn't, who couldn't beat out an XFL player for quarterback down in North Carolina uh, to a guy that had to transfer because Jake Fromm had a strong, strong, entrenched grip on that job, being from Georgia, just like uh, Justin Fields, excuse me, just like Justin Fields, to going to Ohio State, one of the, the, the best programs in the nation, having two successful seasons, taking out. Trevor Lawrence and losing to Alabama Roll Tide, which I did tell Sean Davis uh, when that game was coming up, he was like, you know, Alabama got some problems when it comes to athletic quarterbacks. I was like, not this time. Mm -mm. Um, Mm -mm. but But we know the caliber and the pedigree of Justin Fields. The the Bears haven't had, and the only guy that's funny on uh, the Halitech Hall today, Michael mentioned it, only guy they had really, and it was a trade, was Jay. And I always say on here, halfway through the season, I knew Jay was Jeff George. And I mean, I also even say this. um, uh, Justin Fields' footwork is better than Jay Culler's footwork. All right? If you look at weight delivery, like it's, dude, he's not... Constantly throwing off his back foot in a clean pocket, you know what I'm saying? Like God, that drove hey. me insane, crazy. Or, or no, no, this was one of the worst ones. <clears throat> five, five, three to five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and you just run out to run, uh, run out to um, to the sideline, right? Instead of throwing the damn ball and getting back to the line of scrimmage. Jay used to do that. I, he used to piss me off so much when he used to do that, and he did it consistently. It's like Jay. All you got to do, even while you're running out, just sling the ball out. You you've already broken right. from outside of right. the tackles. Right. Sling the ball out to get back to the line of scrimmage. Why are you going to put us back three or five yards?
1: Like, what do you can just like, make it up with my back foot, Ken? Exactly. Give me a yeah, shot. Like,
0: And I know I didn't mean to go into a Jay Cutler rant, um, but just trying to point out that again. This kid's pedigree is better. Now, Jay had four years at Vandy, I believe, and that's in the SEC. But Jay was getting his ass beat. You know, Jay didn't have any players. He was he was doing his dizzle. I love me some Vanderbilt Jay. Let me not disrespect, but you're talking about somebody that was, that was winning at an elite level in Justin Fields in the Big Ten. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jay was trying, and it wasn't on Jay. It wasn't like they had studs at Vandy. But, right. you, 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 but w- when you look at Justin Fields, he was succeeding on the second – I would say probably the second best college uh, conference in, in the Big Ten. Um, you know, some people may say it's third. I would say second behind the SEC. Um, and
1: honestly, <laughs> all that doesn't even matter to me because you played in the college football playoff against Clemson and the SEC Alabama and held your own. Like, you're Great playing point. the elite of the elites at that point, and you're holding up. Yeah.
0: Check. So – you listen, the interviews were great. Uh they were funny. Uh yep. you look at the Daz Newsom and the food uh restaurant uh interview. Some of the guys uh, Thomas Graham came off well spoken. Um Tonga He en- never took me to Harold's. I realized that. You're right. I, I I did you a disservice. So I gotta find my new hero since I I don't know if the Herald's truck and it should be. Is as good as the heroes that was right there off eighty of seventh and the Dan Ryan. Oh, sure. But when I establish my new hero, sir, you will. The next time you're in the city, you shall have right. you some. Next All time right. you come to Chicago, uh, but you I didn't. It. I apologize. I apologize. We should have. We should have had a trip to Heroes. Um, that was. That was good. You know, what I'm saying that was definitely interesting. Oh, by um, the way, try Pequots. Try. Pequots. I, I've been meaning to. I've been meaning. It's. It, I, yeah, I've been. I mean, it looks delicious, and I mean, it, I've never. It's heard one of my so favorites. Distant. I bet. It looks like it. It looks delicious. So I, I definitely have to get up there and, and try Pequod's. Um It was definitely good to hear from Tevin Jenkins and, and Larry Borum, um, especially knowing that those may be your bookends of the future. Jenkins probably right now Borum, maybe a year or two from now if he's not moved to guard, depending on injury or how well he performs as they try him out and if he can beat Jermaine or Fetty or not. Um, it was a good weekend, but I can't put a ton into it because...
1: Well, for me, it's I'm just... Drinking it all in because this is going to be ramping up month by month by month. Like right when they selected them, I knew what we were in store for. Tons of positivity and rookie OTAs and minicamp and wondering and believing. And then it's going to turn into training camp and everyone, all the cameras are going to be clicking and flickering for every single pass between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. And we're going to get report after report after report. And how I feel, I think there's really no shot that Justin Fields won't outplay Andy Dalton. And I could be completely wrong about that. I just don't have any faith in Andy Dalton. And I have faith in Justin Fields that if you put the right offense around him, he's not going to be able to do the whole playbook. But you can definitely form an offense around him that I think would be better than anything you can get out of Andy Dalton. Personally. Um
0: I want to see right. Dalton get a few NFL games. I mean, is in a Bears uniform. I don't. I mean, listen. You got if, Justin Fields, <laughs> uh, if Justin Fields wins, is he? If he beats him out, cool. You know. Right. But, I mean, and I'm not. I'm not a Dalton guy by any means, but we're talking about a vet um, who at points last year, towards the, uh, the tail end of the season, middle end of the season, was better offensively down there with Dallas than he was initially after Dak Prescott and went down.
1: But um, regardless of all that, like. <laughs> Uh, that's my personal opinion. I could totally see Justin not being ready. We're going Andy Dalton, but that's the point. We're going to get the drama all preseason games. It's going to be which one? Cause especially we know Justin Fields lighting it up in practice and has the amazing preseason game with the twos and Andy Dalton has whatever with the ones. I mean, how many under center podcasts are you going to do about Justin Fields being the starter week one? It's oh,
0: automatic. It's- it's not even a question. If I, am just I mean, it's not even us. The fan the fan base won't even allow it if that takes place. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm with you. I just don't want to rush him. Uh, is my thing. Yes. Don't um, rush
1: him. If he beats and I mean, out he, Andy, he beats out Andy. Otherwise, listen, you're going with Andy.
0: He's not Trey Lance. He's not Mac Jones. I mean, this is a plus is the amount of games that he played in college or started in college, I should say. Um, so he has like, just like Trevor Lawrence getting that. And I know Trevor Lawrence got one more year, uh, than him as a starter, uh, at Clemson. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence is starting from jump Zach Wilson, who played against lesser competition is starting from jump street. So again, if he beats him out, I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I kind of want us – I want Justin Fields to watch football from the sideline a little bit, uh, regular season, not preseason. You know, I want him to, to, to watch the speed, to kind of look at what Dalton is doing and think about what he would do in that situation and kind of even still learn from the pros and the cons of what Dalton does out there. And then it, after three, four five games, you, you put him up in there. I don't think you need to go – and I didn't think about this when I was doing Halitech Hall of Hall – Cause he asked me, should it be, um, should it be like Patrick Mahomes, or should it be you start him off straight uh, like uh, Zach Wilson? And I think about this after the show. It should be like Donovan McNabb. Um, now, where where Doug Peterson was the starter, and then. Of somewhere throughout the season. I don't think it was, I don't know if it was the middle part or a few games a, a couple games after the middle part. Donovan map started playing and he he came in and he played well enough that you was like, okay, they got him something there and they had something to build on for the next season. Um, I think that's the best way to go. Get give him a minute to sit. Like this is a, this this is a long relationship, everybody. This ain't a kid it and quit it. This ain't a one-night stand. Like this is this is a marriage. You know what I'm saying, and you want to set it up right. You don't want to, you know. So you want you want to get a, get get him warm. All right. Sometimes it's got to be some foreplay. Like, so y'all, hey, y'all kids don't like fore, y'all don't not like foreplay
1: it. n- nowadays. It's a straight. But my problem Robert. is with the foreplay. If he is just killing it in practice, and the players and the coaches are just looking at each other like, okay, he's forced our hand. I'm cool with that, but still,
0: even with this, don't you, this is a long season. He's going to get out there. Oh, yeah. All right. He's going to get out there. All right, just just whether week, it's week
1: one, week sixteen, or he's 17, gonna, 18, he's coming listen, out there.
0: He's coming out. Even if it's initially just in packages specific for him, he's gonna get out there. They're gonna use him. I know we all want to see him start and play an entire game. We're probably gonna get some of that too. But just Andy be
1: probably won't stay healthy anyways. Right.
0: So, yeah, just just stay patient, I would say. Uh, This kid, I think, is really going to work out here in Chicago.
1: I think so, too. I'm very excited about all of it. I'm with you 100%. He's got to earn the job, and if he earns it, great. If you want to go with Andy because it's even a coin flip, like, okay, they're both playing well, let's go with Andy because let's not rush this. I'm totally cool with that. I just feel that he is going to just – he's going to wow everybody. That's my feeling. And I, when he be, gets into training camp, the wow factor with what he's doing, with his temperament, with how he's picked up the offense in such a short amount of time, I feel like he's just going to win the job straight up. I,
0: listen, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, if he's doing that well, I'm with you. I only want nothing but success for the young man and from the beloved. Now, continue to call them the beloved until they start losing, and then I will hate on them.
1: Yeah. It helps get, drafting Justin Fields. They got him, the beloved back again.
0: <laughs> it did. It didn't. It? It did. You love him. Now, don't you? It's like, Hey girl, oh, you look at, I,
1: girl. I told people at work, I was like ready to jump off ship as a fan. And then they pulled me back in. Once they selected Justin Fields, I was like, okay. We're yeah, back. 100. Like, You've been, you been doing
0: squats, girl. What you been doing? Right. Ooh, you. Ooh. ooh right. Like hell yeah, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs>
0: Whoa. Uh, but yeah. So we we'll look forward to it. And, Of course, we're gonna get into it even more. But let's switch to the to the hardwood. Uh, let's talk about. Unfortunately, before we talk about this playing games, um, the Bulls being eliminated from the playoffs. Um, <sighs> I mean, I think we expected this after they went through that rut after the trade, to be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I didn't want the Bulls to make the playoffs. I think the Bulls are going to end up in the top four of this draft, and then they'll have to pay what they owe to Orlando. So I wanted this to play out the way it played out. I mean, we just be totally honest with you. I didn't want the Bulls to make it. Next year, I do. I don't think losing seasons help, especially with young players. I think they do need to get into the playoffs to get that experience, even though – there's only so many guys on here that are going to, I think, factor into what the future may be. So definitely Zach, Kobe, uh, Vucevic, and Patrick Williams. Um, but still, they need another talent. And I think this is a draft where if they can get in, they have to get in the top four. So, um, and I think right now, I, I looked at it last week. I think they have like the eighth or something worst record in the NBA. There's somewhere around that, which that's just four spots in a, a draft that's less weighed. Um, so I didn't want them to, me personally. I could be wrong, and they they may have. They, Orlando may get this this pick of theirs, and hey, I, my bad. But uh, I want them to have a chance to get talent because we know they don't bring in talent through free agency, and the best way to do it, is, especially at a, a cheap level initially, is through the NBA draft. So I mean, this season. Was ebbs and flows. It seemed like it was a lot more professionalism as far as the coaching, uh, particularly the head coach. I should say, I want to diss the rest of the Bulls. assistant consistent coaches under Jim uh, Boylan. Um, it, it, it listen, you know what? It wasn't this bull season. It wasn't a Tony La Russa season, and I mean it's to Jim Boylan, to where every pre- every other press conference he said something. With, there was a head scratch. Right. Um, but he 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 almost caused a mutiny. Um, which Tony Roos is trying to do. Um, like it was like Harry likes those guys, huh? Right. Can you can you cause a mutiny? Right. Have you ever been a captain of a ship and they went mutiny mutinists on you, sir?
1: Have you been stranded on any islands of late? Because I'm really looking for a type of guy that's been mutinized.
0: In the middle of the night, did you have to throw off the bed warmer because your crew were coming in to strangle
1: you to death? All right, all right. You, they had to use look, the little uh, panel on the bottom of the floor with the rug covering it. The mutiny right. hole. <laughs> Time to go. Um,
0: <laughs> like that—that that has been them getting a professional coach has just made the 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 day to day interactions, especially press wise, uh, 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 better. All right, you know what I'm Philly saying? Is it's so more, great to listen yeah, to. It. It, more palatable, I guess, is the word that I'm looking for. Even though Billy Donovan hasn't didn't do what we expected him to do this his first season. Uh, when, in when, a COVID-shortened year. I was about to say, in a COVID-shortened year. And they and with the, what, didn't play for how many like, months right. after now March? This, great point. This was a team that didn't make it to the bubble. You know what I'm saying? So, um... Again, uh, it, was a, it was a step forward, but it wasn't enough of a step. It seems like next year they should be a playoff team. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't see them getting the six. They, they had a chance, maybe, to be the six. I don't see them being above six unless something changes. Um, by they addition need a of big
1: time facilitator, if they're going to get above six, in my world.
0: that's why I want to be in the draft. I listen. I, me and Tony had this discussion. Uh, I'm more of a Suggs person than a, a K Cunningham guy, but I would prefer K Cunningham. You know what I'm saying? And just to be honest with you, of the height, gotta get number um, one, right? Yep, you gotta get number. He's definitely going number one. But if you get number four, there's a chance you can get Jalen Suggs, so. though. Um, but I, I, that, that's what I'm, those two players are the players that come to mind uh, that I've been thinking about all all this college season, as far as and I probably those are the players that I watch most of because I didn't see um, I didn't only saw a little bit of the UC. I mean, uh, the USC kid, the the big that they have out there, USC. Yeah, and I didn't see I didn't see any of Really too much of the G League The 2G League uh, Green And I forget the other uh, Kumaga I forget the other kids Named the big in the G League elite team I didn't get too much of them They only played like 10 to 16 games Or something like that um, but, yeah, those two players, I guess I have my eyes on the most this past college season. Um, so that's how I feel as far as the Bulls. I, I, in a way, I feel like if they hit in this draft, they're set up. Now, that, dude, if they're hitting this draft and they get the influx of a young star to go with Vooch and with Zach, now you're talking about something. But I feel like when people are saying just like the addition of Alonzo Ball, I'm not saying Alonzo Ball doesn't make you a playoff uh, contender. He Might should make you definitely. make yeah, but I, if you're talking about contending, that's not going to yeah. do it, and it's not. It's just not. Stop lying to yourself. Your two best players don't really play defense well. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, it, you, and you, play playing you, you, probably
1: pretty bad, if anything. Right.
0: You you need a, you need you need someone that's going to be either a star above, alongside, or slightly below Zach, but has a different type of physicality than Zach does, particularly defensively, to try to unite the team on a defensive end, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. I I mean, that's why when I even sent this topic over to the rundown, I didn't want to make it seem like, what do they need to be a title contender? (laughs) How about a top five guy? We kind of need one of those before we can really start talking about championships. Because last I saw LeBron and some of these other top guys, they're playing pretty... Damn good and they are still killing it. You're gonna need a guy that can be in that echelon of talent if you're really gonna contend for something. But we all know the East is still pretty weak overall, besides a couple teams. Uh, I stronger mean, it's stronger than what it used to be. It's stronger than what it yes, used to be. But it's not but it, the West. It's not the West. Right. You can you can to me, at least, this is what I'm trying to say is you can be in the pack and be a content like almost like the Pacers were to that Heat team with Paul mm-hmm. George and Roy Hibbert, like None of them were superstars. Good collection of talent and a team overall gave a scare to a really talented team and almost had a chance to beat them. I think that's the level you're trying to get to next year.
0: I'm with that if they can get to that level. But you you look at how many guys they had at all five in that starting rotation. You know what I'm right. saying? Before whatever went down there, went down there or whatever. But that's enough Bulls talk. Let's talk about this, these play-in games. Um, you sat there. You had – You liking uh, it? You had Jason Tatum go nuts on Washington and, and, and send them to the second round and boost them to the seventh. Now they have to face the Nets, where they will they will be taken out, especially with Jalen Brown. Now they got to do Danny Yangs really has to do something with that team. Um, I don't know if it's the coaching. I definitely believe it's the talent. They they need a versatile big that's defensive. Like they they need to look up on a long lanky kid that can run rim from rim. Develop a shot, but is just a defensive whiz and an eraser to start off with, and then they're Glass gonna. They, yeah, then they need, they need another, they need like a combo guard. I want to say because Kimba, I don't think Kimba's gonna stay healthy. Uh, I think that knee's always gonna kind of be an issue from time to time because you were really banking on Kimba being legitimately that that second or third star before Jalen Brown kept ascending the way that he was ascending. Um, but you have to do something with those two swing players. Like they're wasting the youth of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like all you want in the NBA is two nice swingmen and you have two nice swingmen and something's not right. And it hasn't been right for a minute Yes. In Boston, so that that's my thought on on, on the Celtics and what I expect uh, when they start uh, the playoffs against the Nets. Um, I like I said, I was just watching. Um, I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching Memphis play San Antonio. Yeah, I was watching Memphis play San Antonio uh, just before this started. I believe I, that I saw it. I think the, the Memphis or San Antonio when I, it, it came across my phone a minute ago. Memphis won. Memphis won. I so thought Memphis won. Um, if man, I wish I wish Jaren Jackson didn't get hurt because I don't know how to evaluate him now. Because his rookie, I was like, whoa, okie dokie, right. right? And I mean, that's before you had someone kind of supplant him as the, the fixture on that team and John Morant. Um, but if he can get back to what it seemed like he could become in that versatile big that could hit it from the outside and is long and lengthy like that, you know, I like I like that team. But I always like that team plays with the, uh, the physicalities that they have. You look at that backcourt with with. John Brooks and you know saying how they try to go at it. and even when they, when when John gets just a little bit older and a little bit stronger um you know definitely look out or whatever but they're another team that needs they're gonna need another dude yeah on that team you know what I'm saying they're gonna need a, a swing a, a, like another swing guy uh maybe he'd be three and d uh but they're gonna need somebody like that I think to get to the next level if you want to get to where Utah and Denver were last year, not this year, but where they were last year.
1: Memphis needs to call the NBA office and talk about that realignment and get back into the Eastern Conference. Oh (laughs) boy, they'd be killing! (laughs) That's what they they kill. They kill,
0: kill. (laughs) come over here. They they would kill, man. Like, Uh,
1: how about that realignment thing again? We we could move over to the East, yeah. We'll see.
0: If a team goes to
1: Seattle, perhaps it'll happen. You know, I want that. I want my... If you, but I mean, of course, it'd have
0: to be an Eastern Conference team unless it's an expansion team. But if, if it's an expansion team, you would think they would do too. But yeah. if you have a team that leaves the East and goes to Seattle, the whatever team is closest to the to the center is gonna get bopped over. And I am with you. I think Memphis will please if we were man, if you think about those Grind, uh the Grind City was it was it, was those team Grind City? I forget what the the the, the uh, Tony Island, Zebo, yeah. you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, uh Paul uh, the other um Paul Casau uh, Paul Casaw's brother Marcus <laughs> I mean, you're The Paul you Gasol's brother. <laughs> like, if you, I mean, imagine those teams. Bonzi Wells, I think Bonzi Wells was on this. Imagine those teams had David. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Zebo. Okay. Imagine if those. Imagine if those teams. You know, all, you know, pitchforks and all. Imagine if those teams were in the East. You know what I'm saying, like, dude. Not even that. To be honest with you, if you even bring that last team that had Gasol, uh, uh Mike Conley Jr. Zebo, like even that team, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking from two years ago, no, four years ago. The team that that almost stopped Golden State from winning 73 games, basically. If you I mean even if that team was in the East, they probably would have made it to the finals. And not the imagine, Eastern Conference. Remember the East four years? Ago?
1: <laughs> Wasn't that the Raptors and like the mm-hmm. Cavs? Like, oh. God. And it was like you knew the Raptors wasn't nothing. Right. They had Here's a good record, but you knew LeBron Here's was about to take the they had. yeah. Here's the it's sweep, or was right. LeBron sweeping Atlanta? One of the other? Bro, I was about to say that
0: too. I was going to say <laughs> Orlando doing the same ish, right? The same, same. Listen, the only thing I I, I, I I'm feeling our tourist kind of solvers, and I know it would have never happened, man. But I would love to be out here with no GM or GM I'm willing to remove with Masai Ujiri's contract coming to an end. All right, like I would I know, love, you love that man. I would love to be like. Here goes a, a couple percent, sir. Come here and stay here for a decade. And this, what he could do to a market like Chicago, he can make it a lightning rod. I believe. I believe in Masai Ujiri for what he did in Denver, and of course, what he did in uh, with the Toronto Raptors as the president. Um, but that would be something. That's for another day, and that's for another dream, uh, to say the least. Another Ken's dream. Another kin dream. All right. You know what time it is, everybody. It's it time that? to go
1: up for grabs with Ryan B's. I only got one for today, and it is more boxing drama. You Love know it. how much I'm hype for this Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua fight. Well, the arbiter has come out. Because after the fight with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, there was a stipulation where Wilder or Fury would get a rematch against said fighter. The Arbiter has ruled that that clause needs to be upheld. Or I believe Deontay Wilder would need to be paid $20 million to avoid that fight. Anthony Joshua is not very happy of this news. Calling out the Gypsy King, basically calling him a fraud, all this stuff. And uh, what Anthony Joshua is mad at Tyson Fury because essentially he was saying, Why did you book a fight with me when you knew you were gonna have to fight Deontay Wilder?
0: That's 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 a good point because we all knew that stipulation. I was wondering how he got they got around that stipulation. We all knew me, too. (laughs) I thought it, but I thought it had been hashed out. I thought that you know what I'm saying. I thought I either Deontay, because I think most of us think Deontay Wilder shouldn't jump right back into the ring with Tyson Fury. No. I think he needs to, he needs a couple a couple of sparring matches to kind of get his confidence back up. Now that could just be me. He could be looking like, man, I'm gonna knock him out, but it doesn't look like you're gonna knock this man out. And let's remember, when you were knocking him out, his big ass was still getting back up, and he had right. been in the streets smoking crack. And phil- Philander, he had just cut about he was about six months off of that. All right. I'm not saying disrespectfully look at where he is now. But also, I'll say this. And again, see, I didn't that the point you bring up about why why Anthony Joshua was upset. He's right. Especially this was going to be Anthony Joshua's largest. This is going to be Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury's largest paydays. And that's yeah. what
1: Anthony Joshua was also saying. You used me for clout. That was mm. part of this. You're trying to use me for clout making up this match when you know that you still have this match. So Tyson Fury suggested some bare knuckling boxing this weekend, 20 million a piece, putting it up. And of course, uh, Anthony Joshua wasn't having any of that, just calling him a fraud. But uh, what do you think of the news of no longer Fury versus Joshua? And now Wilder's back in the picture, I'll say this though,
0: no unboxing and not to say Joshua isn't upset. But Joshua and Tyson Fury could have been setting this up all the damn time because they get along. They've been sparring partners. They both know boxing as far as business side. So, like, what was Anthony Joshua told is what I have to know when they were negotiating this. This could just have been a a, a, and I could be totally wrong, but this could have been a way to hype hype up a future match between the two of them. Because and also they're looked at as being friendly this is something to make them enemies because we prefer when they don't like one another, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We feel like, Oh, dude, we know that the, it, the energy is heightened and they may want someone may yeah. take the other one out. So I, I, I feel it's a chance that they could have, they could be playing this. I could be, that should be wrong. Let me say that I feel. And also what it helps is this. Let's just say that Tyson Fury loses to Deontay Wilder. It still makes us want to see, the Fury Joshua fight before we see the Joshua Wilder fight. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. still so it it keeps that match kind of still in line to where it's like, especially if they. It, I don't know how if the if the contract is done, uh, and what that. What if the contract is done? Because clearly, I would think, and I wonder this: How is the contract between Fury and Wilder going to be set up to help Fury if he loses? You know what I'm saying? Because I know it. I know this is a stipulation from the last match, but there has to be a stipulation put in here to protect the champ. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just like I'm the champ. I don't dude, bump you. You know what I'm saying? But last point, I know that he's been the champ in the past and then he got his life kind of went out of whack and he wasn't a good person either as far as Ice and Fury. I like the person he seems to be now. I don't know him personally, but he, he's clean. It seems like his mind is better. He used to say some bad stuff about women back in the days. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's not that type of rich because he was out of boxing to where 20 million don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? We're like, oh right. wait, man, who cares? Like he he hasn't had those that many fights where you're like, man, uh, you know, uh, Tyson Fury, you know, he he's got four hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even with four hundred million dollars, twenty million probably still mean a little something, but he's not in Mayweather land. Uh, he's not even in Conor McGregor land. Just to speaking about, you can kind of do what you want to do and 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 pick your own uh menu when it comes to the fighters that you want to take on and when you want to take them on. But listen, I'm disappointed. I've been waiting to see Tyson. And Fury, Anthony Joshua, for years now. Um, I think I, if I had, out of all these fighters, and I don't like saying because my favorite is probably Anthony Joshua. I thought De- Deontay Wilder before the Fury fight had made vast improvements of his compact boxing as far as phone booth wise, because it, it, initially it was a lot of wild, wild swinging, and I always felt like Joshua and the guy that can can fight in a box even be big but fighting a box could really take advantage of the fact that if you can get in here on on, uh, Deontay uh, Wilder you could probably mess him up and we saw we saw what uh, Fury did even though Fury was imposing weight and uh, and as he did trying to knock him out lean too yeah and good point and lean too um so uh, Joshua was the guy that I like because I, I just love the fight, him versus Vladimir Klitschko. And I know we talked about it like a few couple weeks ago, so I won't dive into it now. Um, but listen, I think I think this is Fury's division. To be honest with you, someone's gonna have to beat him for me to believe it. I can have my favorite. My favorite Anthony Joshua, even though Deontay Wilder isn't that far apart. I mean, far away at all. Um, uh, but I, I can see I, see I can see Fury beating both of these dudes, beating uh, Wilder again and beating Joshua because the, the the fact that Joshua lost to Ruiz, and I know it's boxing, it's always gonna stand out to me. I know. He's always know. that's an L. That's the L that you you just cannot it's not take. An L that's the ch- the top champion. I mean, that's not even Buster Douglas. Mike Tyson is like 59. Buster Douglas is like 65, right? Like it, like it's not even that. This is the this is actually the reverse and Buster <laughs> Douglas was the champ. Right? <laughs> And and Mike Tyson is way out of shape. Like this, this is like this is like the Tyson oh that that uh Holyfield. Oh, like this is like Tyson after he came back and was just trying to get paid fighting. Like this, this is bad. And it's not even that. Like I don't even think Ruiz is that. Like that fight is always going to bother and pester me in my in my my uh love of Anthony Joshua because it's like nah. I totally brother, agree. I was like
1: riding an Anthony Joshua high, and that happened. I was like. Hmm.
0: And then he didn't come over here to win it back. And then in the rematch, it wasn't like a clear light. It wasn't like, like I remember and I had left the room. I had left the room uh, after they came down to Carbondale and we were, we we were standing like a super eight and um, I left the room to go to the car and Hasim Rockman had knocked Lennox Lewis out. Right. I was like, damn it. Right. And (laughs) so, okay. I mean, Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis is a bad man. All right. He was. So the next fight, Lennox Lewis beat the brakes off of Haseem Rachman. It wasn't a question. You know what I'm saying? It was like, that was a fluke. He caught me. I'm going to show y'all. It was a fluke. That's not what Joshua did to Ruiz in the rematch, Right. So it's like, you didn't go to him. All right. You didn't even go to America to fight him. But then when he had to come over there and fight you, you didn't even lay it on him, which is like so shuddy's in your head. Like, it's just and again, I I don't I don't just bail out on my guys. I had an affinity for Anthony
1: Joshua, which I still proclaim here, but he is questionable. But at least we feel the same where I have like no hope Wilder could beat Fury. I think Joshua could He's gonna have to have his best day, probably though. Best
0: day. I I think it's always a chance with the the. the I think it's always a chance with Deontay Wilder can knock somebody out. I mean, well, outside of that, outside of the yeah. punter's chance. I mean, it's more than that. I mean, I, I, it, you just don't know with that type of that type of strike force. That that, that yeah. I'm with. No, I'm not. I'm putting I my money. Like- Definitely on Tyson Fury, but with the guy that can knock people out like that, it could happen at any time. And this is the division that it can happen in, right? True. Like these giants are wailing on each other. See Kwame Brown punching anyway, a bounce. it.
1: comes back around <laughs> full circle, baby. Yeah, Let's get in the yeah. circle. Let's box. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I listen, I look forward to it. These fights should happen more often for us old heads that enjoy boxing. You see how well uh Dana uh does with MMA. Um it should boxing should be like that. Like we, we shouldn't have to wait years and years to see these matches. And it's and the thing is this too, like we love people enough that we'll still kind of buy your pay-per-views. Depending on, I mean, if you got knocked out by the dude that we was waiting to see you fight him, as long as it was really good and you can still be a, a top fight contender, we'll still right. buy your p- pay per views. You know what I'm saying? But so it's just it's the it, it's just the the problem with the handlers and the management. And, you know, I'm saying all those guys in boxing, but boxing. I know this is old. They definitely need some type of commission, or they just need one person in charge of everything, like the MMA.
1: That would be great. That would be terrific. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to. Or the do
0: UFC really is crazy. what I meant to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it'll never happen, to say the least. It's it's, it's, it's just uh, me. But you're sure totally
1: right. Like, I haven't been this hyped about a heavyweight, like, boxing fight. I guess the last one was Wilder Fury 1. I don't think right. I've been that hyped since, like, Lewis Tyson. Probably. I and mean, that was this... not a fight that was like, oh, man, these are the two in their primes. Like, everyone knew Lewis was going to destroy Tyson.
0: Right. That's a good one. I could have probably come up with two. I can't remember it right now, but it was guys that were like coming up. that were supposed to be the next guy. And then they just got decimated. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, This one I was going to pay for. I don't know if I'm paying for Tyson Fury Wilder. I don't necessarily sitting right here. See that happening right now. You know, especially since they did it. They did it two times. And uh, one one time it was a draw, even though I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would say that uh, Wilder won that one. Uh, but the second time we knew that, I mean, that it was a clear conclusion uh, to to that fight, you know. So and then Wilder kind of kind of got weird on us a little bit with some of his reasons behind why it went that way. Uh, so it just my costume made, just made was just too heavy. Yeah, it just made you disinterested in the, the whole the whole giddy up moving forward. Um, And we want to get to what we want to get to. And we have seen them fight twice already, even though usually in boxing, you have a trilogy of guys have split or even the situation that you have with the two fights uh, prior with Joshua Fury.
1: But I like your theory. I like it, actually. I think it's very reasonable because I mean, they still got to
0: try to sell tickets for that fight. Yeah, they still have yeah, and it's still going to happen. You know, and it's probably oh, going yeah. to be more than one. They probably going they probably even do a two fight package. Uh, but they still have to say, and they I mean, they what they're gonna what's it? What's the Quigley whatever stadium Q two whatever's the huge? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Where well, are they gonna sell that that joint out? So they, I mean, they, they're doing this for their country.
1: You know what right. I'm saying? Like. <laughs> And build up that hype. If you have Fury Wilder, you know, that's only going to equal a larger payday for the next Joshua contender fight, especially. They need
0: need to get these fights done. They're losing. They're leaving money on the table. These guys should be cashing these checks. They should have all fought in each other by now. All right. At least one match. They should have all have fought. Listen, or at least we. the only one we're waiting to see is. Is, is Fury uh, Joshua, but Wilder and Joshua have already met up. Like something, something should have happened already between these three. We've been watching these three for three and a half years right now. It sh- it should have happened already. Where it's it's taken too long, and none of these guys are spring chickens. And you need to
1: get to the damn dollars. If the arbiter he's ruled, get this Wilder Fury fight on the books right now, so you can start mm-hmm. planning Fury Joshua or Wilder Joshua, whatever it's going to be after that
0: totally totally and listen we always appreciate it um make sure you take care of yourself and that you're doing well with your mental and your physical i need to do better with my physical but i try to work on my mental a lot you know we all have darker days than usual and let myself know that's bs and focus grind you know saying do what you need to do to stay in a a proper mental state that's just the only thing i I want to try to leave y'all with. um, And it's nothing in in particular like I'm going through something or someone's going through something. But just in general, we don't talk about mental health enough and just talk about our own issues. You know, since some days doesn't feel like other days and, you know, you got to pick yourself up. So just want to leave you on that note. Um, Always be safe and uh, don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again.